Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hand. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. You know, each and every day on the I Work For Him show, we focus on discussions that will challenge you to change the way you think about workplace ministry and your life in Christ. And today's show, guaranteed to open your eyes to some things you never, ever looked at from a Christ-like perspective. Today, we're talking about hiring and being hired with a christ follower perspective and we've got future author and entrepreneur robert smith joining us for the discussion robert welcome back to the i work for him show thanks for waking me up jim i appreciate it i don't know how you fall asleep you're awake five minutes ago did you catch that part that i put in here that future author and entrepreneur robert smith no i didn't thank you you should really be pay- from here on out. Are you going to pay attention? Yes, I am. Thank okay. you. All right, that's that's good. So you know, I put that on there because you keep telling me I need to write a book. I figured, <laughs> I figured that if we're going to do that, uh, that you are going to have to write the book. You know, Robert just put a sign on his nose. Okay, we're going to be. Are you going to be more serious now? I'm going to be fine. Okay, be fine. <laughs> who gave be you okay? that sign? Are you okay, who gave are you, you that sign? Right? I just want. We're trying yeah. to have a serious show okay. here. I'm serious. He just put a sign that said, "I'm not even going to say what it said." And Thanks, gonna, Lynn. Thank you, Lynn. Lynn! Lynn Iwanitis, the salesperson right here from WTIS. She's no longer working on the I Work For Him show. Okay, listen. Here's the deal. Robert and I work together in a, in a mentor-business consultant relationship with his business, which is St. John's Hearing Institute. And we've done this for the last four years. 
And one of the biggest things that Robert needs to hire a lot of people for his business, and he's, he needs a lot of support people, and he needs to hire very specific people. So we've really practiced and worked on hiring people. And in doing that, we've tried to find a way, number one, for Robert to incorporate his faith in Christ into the process so that people know they're being hired by a decidedly honest Christ follower, and that the business is being run with that fashion, and also that, you know, well, I don't know how best to put this, but we just we really want people to know, hey, this is a business that follows Jesus. And so we've 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 come up with a way of incorporating that, but also we've made a lot of observations about how people come in to get hired. And so Robert, you know, let's let's just try to enlighten people today on how to be how to hire in a Christ-like fashion and how to be hired in a Christ-like fashion because we've seen it done well and we've done it poorly. We've hired well and we've hired well we haven't hired poorly because we've got fantastic people today but we you know but we've learned from our mistakes right absolutely all right so but first before we do that i want to hear let people know how christ is working in your life today as a business owner as a father of four kids you know as a husband how is christ working in your life today um radically i'm learning more and more i have not learned but am learning that by turning everything over to him and all I have to do is follow his lead things work out as opposed to before Christ when I followed my way and even after I came to Christ for some time several years I I followed my way in business and it almost led us to the dumping ground and uh, thankfully uh, due to our relationship and what you've helped us accomplish we uh, came out of a almost a crash and burn and we're headed upward and onward with a st- slow, steady growth. So praise God for that. Anything exciting happened in your life here in the last week? Uh, no, nothing except uh, my baby girl just got married on Saturday. Yeah, so if Abby and Dan are listening today to the show, which they should be because they're at home packing up so she can move <laughs> so she can move back to Illinois, uh, we'd like to congratulate them and wish them a lifetime of Christ-centered bliss in their marriage. I love you guys. That's all you got to say? Dan, you are one awesome human being. Thank you for marrying my daughter. You are the right guy. Abby, you made a fantastic choice. And Abby, you're going to be missed at St. John's. And Dan, take good care of her. Okay. All right. So, listen, over the last four years, you and I have interviewed dozens and dozens and dozens of people. What is it that you like about interviewing people? I was thinking about that as I was sitting here uh, with my sign on my nose. And the thing that is, I realized there was a young guy who came in recently who you know what i'm talking about just an awesome young man and we really would like to get this young man on our staff and you gave him an assignment do you remember the assignment what was the assignment after his interview i asked him to i i, I wanted to find out what his passions were about i wanted him to find it well i don't why don't you just tell me because i'm not sure which assignment i gave him multiple assignments one was he spent a day with you and write his assignment that's not what you're talking about i asked no. him to describe his passions in life no, the, the other one. He actually okay. gave him two fantastic assignments. But the last one was to write about a day in the life of St. John's. Okay. He came in, we'll talk about it later in the show, mirrored with us for a day, spent time with our employees, and his, um, I wish I could read it. I wish I had it with me, but it basically said, a day in the life is I walked in and I knew there was a difference. We knew that Christ was at the center. And, and, and it's like a dad's heart being proud. And not because of me or what I've done, far from that it's our people it's our employees and i realize today as i sit here 
that it's good hiring practices, those of you out there, I hope you hear this, that has radically changed the environment in St. John's. It's the people that we have. They care, and he noticed. And it all starts with this interview. So we'll get into that. All right. And I'd like to invite people to join Robert and I today talking about hiring and being hired. If you want to call into the studio line, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. And you can ask us a question. Also, you could just text us during the show if you wanted to. Write this down. Program it into your phone, 727-487-9863, 727-487-9863. There's a new service today I heard, by the way, too. If you don't want to text, if you're a little bashful about that i heard you can just think the question and lynn will perceive it and repeat it to us is that true i it must be a new service i'll, I'll wait to see if it works let's try it out yeah <laughs> robert and i are good friends with lynn who is the salesperson right here at uh, wtis and uh, those two obviously were scheming against me while i was working on commercials for and you like jim that. we love you all right Thank okay you. cool all right, all right so what is, let's just talk about people that come in to be interviewed. Let's just first deal with things, people, mistakes that people make coming into interview. What are some of the things that we've seen that are things that absolutely people shouldn't do when coming into an interview? Number one thing we've seen that people absolutely shouldn't do, or they should do if they don't want to get hired, but they should not do if they want to be hired. To me, it's just to try to be something that they're not or somebody that they're not. To be closed, to be a fake, to be a phony, to try to impress us. You know, when we often do our first interviews, we often have two or three people in the room because we're trying to we're trying to work through the garbage and uh, uh, and just try to find out who the real person is. And and we do that because we've got we always have a woman in the room, uh, so we get women's intuition, women's perspective, and then we always have a, a you, you and I are in the room, but just trying to see who the people really are. But that's not my biggest hot button. Why don't There's, you tell us? Well. I'm not going to tell you. You've got to stay tuned. After the oh. break, I'm going to I'm going to roll out what my number one hot button is. If you want to get hired for a job, you absolutely can't. All right. So here's the number one reason that, or number my number one. What did I say? It was pet peeve. Pet peeve. That's what it is. Number one pet peeve. You are going for an interview. You are to arrive at the interview oh. at X time and. Yes, show up late. Here's the deal. If we set up an interview time for you to be there at 10 o'clock and you show up at 10.01, we don't interview you. You don't even get a chance. We don't want to talk to somebody who hasn't had the forethought to show up for the interview on time. If you haven't called and gotten directions and shown up 15 minutes early, you're late. And, and we won't even talk to you if you don't show up on premise before the time of your interview. Now, you don't know we're going to do several tests on you once you get there. But if you don't show up on time, Robert, what do we tell them? Thank you. That's right. That's, that's all we do. Don't, I mean, what an amazing thing. Now, now we they have a wreck. What we'll, we'll, have a car wreck on the way? If they call us and tell yeah. us they had a car wreck on the way, I'm going to be late. No problem. Okay. If they call us and say, I got lost because I went to the wrong address in Largo... That's okay. Yeah. But they shouldn't have waited to the last minute to get the right address. But, you know, they if they call, we're okay with it. But if they just show up and they're late, I'm not interested. Should they make up make a, up a story or tell the truth? It better be really good. If they're going to make up a story, it better be believable because we catch you lying again. It won't matter if you showed up on time if you're lying. <laughs> so there's two in one. That's right. That's right. What are some other things, Robert? What, what are some other big keys? If you're going to interview, if you want to be hired by somebody, 
What are some things that are really key that you do? You said, be transparent, be open, be honest. I said, show up on time. And dress appropriately. What do you mean, dress appropriately? I mean, I'm a guy. I wear shorts, and are, are we, if I wear shorts, you, you might want to cover those legs. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. But uh, as a guy, I show up in a, in a, in, in a shirt you know, with a collar and, and uh, dress pants. That should be okay, right? It would be a great idea to call ahead and ask how the people who get the position you're interviewing for dress. Ah, right, because we had a guy show up one day, a guy show up one day in jeans and a really ridiculously wrinkled shirt. And his hair wasn't even combed. Do you remember that guy? His hair, he actually, that guy actually had like a suit on that looked like he slept in it. And his hair, he hadn't even combed his hair. Do you remember that? Did we hire him? Uh, No. Okay, just check. No. And then we had another guy come in. Here's another good key. You want to get hired for a job when you show up for an interview? And you're a guy or a girl. You should shower. That's right. You should shower. That's right. Not only should you be transparent. See, you jumped way ahead of the list. Not only should you be transparent, vulnerable, and honest on your interview, you should show up on time. You should dress appropriately and match the dress of those people in the office. And if you're not sure, dress to the nines. You can always overdress for an interview and dress down for the job. But you should shower. Holy smokes, you should shower. Yeah. We're not going to get nose plugs. No. What else? But sometimes ladies come in. It's a little different. Guys, guys than ladies. Ladies, what, what, what kind of experiences, Robert, have you had when we're talking about the interviewing ladies? If you dress in a way that'll distract another guy, you're probably not dressed appropriately. Let's just make that more clear, Robert, because yeah. some people are a little thick and some people are in traffic today. You know, let's, let's help them out. Cover yourself. Cover those things up. That's right. If you're wearing a skirt, make sure it goes beyond your knees because you're sitting in front of people being interviewed. Uh, and don't wear a low-cut shirt. It's just not appropriate. Cover everything up and look very professional. You don't have to wear burlap, but no, I'm saying. We're not looking for burlap and ashes or anything like that, but we're looking to, to just be dressed appropriately, professionally. Yeah, we had a, we had a girl show up. If you remember, this, this is the last round of interviews. She showed up and she had a T-shirt on. If you remember, it was it was just a T-shirt and she had a pair of jeans on. But then she goes, "I'm just really sorry about my dress." But I walked out and I went out to my car and it was raining hard and my clothes got soaking wet. And this is the only other shirt I had in my in, in my car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember that? Nope. <laughs> I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> You don't remember that. Well, I'm just wondering if you make some of these things. Nope, I'm not nope. making this one up. Nope, nope. I, I, you know, so what do you do? How do you? What do you think about that? It didn't bother me at had. all. I'm okay. just glad she didn't come in with a wet shirt on. Gotcha, gotcha. Because that would again be inappropriate. Right. All right, but women also tend to really overdo what when they're going out. Uh, the cologne perfume. Col- perfume. That's right. Have we ever experienced that? Oh yeah, gas mask. Yeah. Why is that not appropriate? It's distracting. And I mean, especially we're in a more of a medical environment working with patients, so we definitely don't want to gag them. Right. We have to be careful. I mean, uh, because of today's allergies, a lot of people are allergic to strong perfumes. So, you know, it's okay to smell good. Don't smell ridiculous. Yeah. And, And it's just... Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so let's review that again. You want to get hired for a job? We haven't even talked about any of the answers to the question. We're talking about you got to show up on time. You got to dress appropriately. You need to not smell bad, and you need to not smell ridiculously overwhelming. 
in a positive fashion and then be transparent and vulnerable. Is there anything else? That's a pretty exhaustive list. There's more. There is. We'll what? have to wait till another show another time. No, no. What else you got? Well, just some of the things that we do to prepare them, really to prepare us to see inside them, some of the tests that we run. <laughs> um, you weren't there for that one where the girl had to change her clothes before she walked in the interview. I just was texted to that fashion by a certain person. Oh, no. <laughs> I missed that. That's why you don't remember it. Oh, okay. Thank you. Whoever that was, thank you for reminding him. Okay. You want to talk about some of the tests that we do? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. All right. You, you with us? Here? I'm with you. <laughs> Jim's a little no, distracted know, here looking at his computer. I'm, okay. I'm looking at all the text messages. They're flying in here. They're just driving. They're all over the place. All right. But here, here really, before we is do this. Is that Lynn? Is it just her or is there other people? There's other there? people. Okay. All right. There are other people. Thanks, guys, for uh, listening. That's we right. We're, we're thrilled to death to have you listen today. You know, but it's time for our book highlight segment brought oh, to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Okay. Hey, somebody has to Someone's pay for the show. pay the bills. Okay. Right. Now, St. John's Hearing Institute was willing to underwrite, fully underwrite the right. I Work For Him program right. on a daily basis. Gotcha. We would get you in front of your audience each and every day that you need to get in front of, and I can eliminate all the rest of the commercials. Wow. That's amazing. So talk, you know. Thank you for that. Call here into the studio line, 579-1110, if you'd like to be that advertiser. All right. Karis Christian Books and Gifts have been part of the Largo community for 29 years, for over 29 years, located in the center of... Robert, come on. First Baptist Church of Indian Rock. On Ulmerton Road in Largo, their 2,400 square foot store is open to the public. Every day. Seven days a week. Check them is out. Is that every day? That is. Okay. Check them out online at shopcaris.com. That's shop, C-H-A-R-I-S dot com. Right, 24 first, hours a day. No, yes, you can shop there 24 hours a day. <laughs> All right, be the first, in the first person to call into the studio line today at 855-265-2929. That's 855-265-2929. And I will send you a copy of the book that I'm highlighting today, written by Lori Hill, the president and CEO of the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay. She's written the book, I Am in Business. Too many of us call ourselves Christians at church and even at home, but what about the workplace? Could that really be the mission field in which God is calling you? This thought-provoking and biblically sound book uncovers 12 truths that will ignite a passion in you to be who God called you to be regardless of where you are. You need to get a copy of this book by Lori Hill. It's a fantastic book. I've got one copy to give away today. You got to call into the studio line 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929 and remember, you need to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. We're back live and in studio with Robert Smith with St. John's Hearing Institute talking about hiring and being hired. And we were trying to focus first on being hired. And that was one of those things that a lot of people just don't even think about in coming to an interview. You need to be on time. You need to dress appropriately. You need to not smell bad. And you need to not smell overwhelmingly, ridiculously good or bad, whatever perfume you might want to call. And then you need to head into the interview transparently and in a vulnerable fashion so that you can actually be honest. So, Robert, we're very particular in how we interview people. Yeah, and before you go there. Okay, before I go there. Um, I was just I was looking. I'm making a couple of notes here. Where do we look for people? You know, we look first to our church. 
We're always we're always open. People know that you're always hiring, and so we're always open to referrals. So if referrals are powerful, whether they come from employees or people that we know or friends or networkers, so we go to church. And we always post on the bulletin board at church. We go to a fairly decent-sized church. So that's a great way to find good people, but not always. But that's a good place. But we also we use Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, and have had unstinking, believable results. Six of us, counting you and myself, are from our church. Out of a staff of 13 or 14, that's a pretty big number. And that's just from personal networking. We all know someone who knows someone who could use a job. Who knows somebody else. Who knows somebody else. Who also needs a job. Right. And we know someone who knows someone, and therefore we have a personal referral, and we have personal insight into this applicant. But That's just, amazing. But just because of the referral doesn't mean we don't put them through the ringer, ringer oh, yeah. and interviewing them, though. Let's talk about the ringer. All right. Well, the ringer starts off with, first of all, our ad is very specific. When we post it on Craigslist, we have ads for every one of our positions, and they're very specific. And we expect people to have read those ads and also to have looked at our pathetically anemic website. That's a great example. That's a great description. It is. Yeah. It is. But we're, in the, you're, we're at St. John's. You're in the process of upgrading yeah, that. That's right. Okay. But right now, it's horrible. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Okay. So... And you could use hosted exchange, but I'm just saying. Yeah. All right. So, but we, so the first question we ask people when they come in for the interview trying to be hired for the job is What is it about the ad that brought you in? All right, Robert, we were just finishing up telling people how to show up for an interview and we ran out of time. But we told them what key points about coming in to be hired be on time, smell right. And. Be transparent and honest. How about dressing appropriately? Dressing appropriately. That'd be good, too. All right. Robert's not, I don't know, you're not on the top Sometimes of your game Sometimes I today. just don't listen to the show, you know? I'm sorry. I, you know, I just... You're in the oh, show today. I'm in the show. So you're supposed to actually Got listen. it. Yeah, I'll pay attention now. Okay. Thank you. Good. Thank you. All right. You just need right. to loose up. We're having fun here. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. So we get somebody to interview, and so they've passed all those first tests. Well, not necessarily. We could be interviewing them. They showed up on time, and they don't smell, and they don't dress right, and that's a major concern for us. We always notate those kinds of things. But the, we ask them a question right at the top of questions that we ask them before we do anything else we want to know have they done their homework so what do we ask them what was it about the job posting that made you want to apply right which which then says i read the whole job posting from top to bottom and because i'm smart i also checked out the website exactly but what do we have them do before they even sit in front of us first thing we have them do uh, is we have them um, take a disc test what's that it's a personality profile okay. test. Gotcha. What does it mean to you? It tells us uh, how God hard, hardwired them. All right. So for, first we do that so we can identify because we know that certain personalities work in our office and certain personalities don't work in the St. John's office. And I keep saying our because I have been part of this business as a consultant mentor for so many years. It, I, 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 it, I feel like it's like it's one of my own. So we have them take a disk test, which is a personality profile test. Then we have them take a typing test mm-hmm. so we can just see if they type. Now, we, we do that just recently because people used to say, I can type. And then when we hired them, they show up for the job and they're doing the two finger method yeah which, so what's the third test that we give the third test we give him is the five love languages test what does that tell 
That, what, who's the interviewer here? I am. Who? What does it you tell invi- us, Robert? Who invited who? I, I invited you. All right, <laughs> okay, so here we go. The five love languages tells us how, if we hire this person, how we are going to have to manage them so that they feel loved in the workplace, so that they feel valued in the workplace, and so that if they're good, we can retain them for life. You know what's really cool, Jim, is that a lot of people have taken personality tests, but most people haven't taken the love language test. And they, they, they walk away with something from our interview. I think that's cool. It's one of the most powerful tests. If you want to understand the relationship you have with your children, your spouse, your best friend, your employee or employer, take a five love languages test. It'll explain a lot of relationship dynamics. And that's what we're really looking for is so that you as the owner and the number one manager in the business can effectively manage your people by giving them words of affirmation if that's what they are quality time or um, gifts if that's necessary or you know physical touch in an appropriate way what's the fifth one i just forgot it gifts service service acts of service doing something for somebody all right so then we start going down did you have did you have a check mark you said you want to write something down yeah i checked it oh you got it down okay all right so we're going into the interview process and then these are questions that i have written over a number of years for interviewing i think hiring people interviewing people is the most fun thing to do as a manager so we ask these questions and so if you ever interview at st john's hearing institute you better be ready because there's one in here that's a doozy it is a patented jim brangenberg question do not walk away from the show today till you've heard that question but it's not the first question we ask how do we start off robert we start out um obviously by finding out how they got there finding out about their gifts talents and abilities and several occasions we'll pray with people and what else do we do before the interview we do well some, most of the time after the interview but tell them what else we do well, we ask when we when we ask them those gifts, talents, and abilities. We really want to, uh, you know, in your office. I mean, so the people while they're sitting there waiting to have the interview, you've got scripture verses written all over the walls, mm-hmm. so that people know huh, this place is different. And we actually had the last round of interviews. We actually had two people <laughs> who were sitting there waiting for interviews, and they went out like like <laughs> they were gone. They just disappeared. They jumped, ran to their cars, and ran out. <laughs> Never it's not to be for seen everybody. Again. That's right. Never to be seen again. Uh, but what were you hitting at that I, we always do at the beginning? No, I was just going to talk about the core of the interview are these questions. Yeah. And the fact that um, so many people say, I've never been asked that question before on several of the questions. Right. So we ask about their gifts, talents, and abilities, and then we ask them to describe the perfect job based on their gifting, because we want to know how in touch they are with themselves. And, 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 and honestly, this question almost always eliminates 50% of the people because they describe a job that they haven't applied for. Right. They're like, we, have, we had one person that was just perfect, but she said in her, her, the perfect job for her was for her to be something else that she hadn't applied for. And we're like, the rest of the conversation focused on, well, why don't you go on and pursue that job? Why right. are you here? Right. If you're really gifted to that, pursue that. One of the things that I totally enjoy about our interviewing together that um, I'm learning from you is that when I listen to Jim ask questions and, and get involved in someone, I find a person who is digging to find out what their gifts talents and abilities are so that that you can actually if they're not suitable for us you may know somewhere else in the workplace they are suitable for and it's to find out about the person who are they inside are they right for us if they're not great let's don't waste their time let's honor them by sending them somewhere else where they might be more appropriately plugged in 
Yeah, and we, we, we really want to do good by people that we're interviewing. We don't want to embarrass them. And so it's important that if we know somebody else is looking for somebody like this person, we want to, we'll network them into another job. You know, we move from, from the gifts, talents, abilities, to we start asking them tough questions so that we can get perspective from. We ask them, what do you like about your last job? What do you not like about your last job? And then this doozy of a question, Robert, what do we ask? What do you, what do you like about your last boss? And then, of course, what don't you like about your last boss? That opens up a lot of conversation. It does. Because, they, you know, what you find out is, did they leave? Are they leaving the job because they had trouble at the job they couldn't resolve? Or did they have a boss they couldn't get along with? Or, or, or what was the reason? Or, you know, we've had a lot of people say, well, I really like my current boss, but it just it's a dead-end job, and I need to move somewhere where it's not a dead-end job. Yeah. One of the keys that we do at St. John's is it's important when we hire somebody, whether it's for the most entry-level position, we're always looking for somebody for the end game. We never hire somebody that we don't think can move up within the company. And, and the next question you go on to, which seems kind of benign and simple, but it's what do you do for fun? Let's get who is this person on and off the job. And why do we ask that question, Robert? Um, can we speak freely on the air here? Yeah. I think we can speak freely. All right. We just really want to know who they are. If if this person lives in a bar at night, we don't want them. We know they're not going to show up the next day. We just want to find out what do they do on their spare time? What interests them? Um, that's why I listen. But it also, listen. often people will then divulge uh, things about their, their spirituality or their mm-hmm. religion. They'll often uh, divulge things about their family if they've right. got children or uh, a spouse, which you can't ask those questions, but if they bring it up, it's fine. Uh, but they, it just, and we don't, we don't want to hire somebody that doesn't know how to have fun either because we want somebody to be enjoyable in the office. You know, I, I can't tell you what a joy it is to have someone really get transparent here and talk about something they're struggling with, and we pray for them. And maybe they cry. They're touched. And that's a joy. And we always ask, just for you know the record, we always ask permission if we can pray for somebody at the end of the interview. If it seems like it's gone that way, we will ask permission. Hey, is it okay if we pray for you right now? Uh, and, and it's the reactions we've gotten to that. We've never had anybody tell us no. And we've had several people who've cried yeah. after that one lady who bawled after yeah. we prayed for her, uh, which was really a fantastic it's a fantastic one. All right, now we've got my doozy of a question. We're not gonna, we're not gonna revol- divulge that question just yet because okay. it's it's just too powerful. It is. We're we're coming up on a break, and I want people to stick around. But but you asked this. This was your question. This next one is your question that got put in here. We want to find out. Okay, how do people really look at life? Do they have a biblical worldview? And so, Robert, you wrote this question. I don't remember that. It was your question. Really? Describe your view of life to me. What's it all about? Hmm. You got me. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't think I wrote it. No, you did right there. No, I didn't. No, you did. Because you wanted wanted to know. You wanted to know people's perspective on how they view life. I mean, that that was your question. Actually, I think my question, I just flipped one of yours around on uh, describe the perfect job into tell me about your dream job, dream with us. But anyway, we can argue later. Do we have a break? We got a break. We can argue over the break. Okay. Yeah, we can argue over the break. We'll be back, folks. Yeah, no, we're not taking a break just yet. All right, but you asked that question about uh, you know, your view of life to me. Why did you ask why do you ask that question? Why do you want to know? Well, I just want to know where they come from inside, what's inside them, what do they believe? Do they believe there's something bigger than themselves? 
And obviously that leads to the path of where they are spiritually. And they love to talk about it. They really do. It's fantastic. All right, Robert, the doozy of a question that I ask. And this one, I don't even know where this came up with, but I started using it 25 years ago. I always ask them, hey, is your mom or dad still alive? And they'd say yes or no. And then if they say yes, I say, listen, if I called your mom or dad and asked them what was one thing about you that drives them nuts, what would they say? And of course, if they say mom and dad aren't alive, I said, do you got a brother or sister? And if they say no to all of those things, say, hey, do you got a friend? So we ask this question, what is it about you that drives them crazy? I ask this question. Now, being a smart hiree, you should be very cautious on how you answer this question. However, people are not. It is the most disarming question ever. So let me say that again. Hey, is your mom or dad alive? If so, let me ask this question. If I called your mom or dad today and asked them, what is it about you that drives them crazy? What would they tell me? We've actually had one person say, well, I don't know. Let's call them, (laughs) (laughs) which we don't do that. Although that would be fun. Why not? But we're usually on a schedule. We're doing 30 minute interviews. So, all right. So what is it about you that drives you? What is it about you that drives them crazy? And here's the deal. We know that mom and dad, they've got an opinion. Absolutely. What are some of the responses people have given given us? Uh, some talk about being OCD. Some talk about being late. Um, Procrastinating. Um, messy. I, I think that's hilarious. Uh, they, they, an honest, honest answer. So if you as an employer want to know how to really get an honest answer out of people, just ask them this question. Hey, is your mom or dad alive? Okay, if I called them today and asked them, what is it about you that drives them crazy, what would they say? I can't believe how transparent people get during this part of the interview, and I can't believe how okay with it they are. And it seems like a pivotal point where things just get open. And and they realize, yes, it's a disarming question, but we really do care about their gifts, talents, and abilities and them getting placed in the right way. It's amazing. Yeah, and we're really, that is a key. We don't want to hire somebody that's the that put a person on our bus that belongs on somebody else's bus, to Absolutely. use a Jim Collins reference. Absolutely. You know, we want to make sure they're the right fit. So then, then we move on to ask them about personality style, which we've already discussed that a little bit in gifts, talents, and abilities. But we ask them to describe it. Hey, how would people describe you? And, and how do you describe yourself? What is your personality style? And, and that's interesting. And let me ask you this, and maybe jumping ahead, but um, let's talk about what we actually do after the interview if we want to bring somebody back. I think that's powerful. It is powerful. Let me just ask this. We always also ask them, hey, what are you looking for in a boss and a work environment? And then they describe that, which is also really powerful because then we know if it's a fit. And we ask them long-term goals. And that question blows people out of their water because they may say the long-term goals, and it has nothing to do with working for St. John's Hearing Institute. It had something to do with doing something completely different. And all of a sudden we know... They're not a good fit because their long-term goals have nothing to do with us. Employers and managers, please email Jim and get a list of these questions. He'll be happy to send you a copy for nine ninety-five per month. I'm just kidding about the nine ninety-five. No, but we'll, I will send it to you. All you got to do is send me an email. Jim at iWorkForHim.com. You got to have it. You yeah. have to have it. Call the, now. These are call email. now. Email now. Jim at iWorkForHim. Actually, don't call. We're busy, but email. Okay. All right. But so at St. John's, one of the things that has come up over the last four years is that. You re- this is was your idea to do the test drive. That's how we know there is a God. All right, it's that an unbelievable idea. idea. So if we hire, if we interview somebody at the end of the day, we've interviewed eight or ten people, and we choose 
two people to come back usually. Yeah. And we call the rest of the people back and say, no, sorry, we're not going to, we're going to be moving on. Then what do you do? We bring them back for uh, what Jim affectionately calls a test drive day or two days, depending on what we need to do. We simply invite them back, put them in the labor pool with us side by side. We pay them for the day yep, we pay and them. we let them work with our employees. And the really cool thing is, is uh, Jim put together a little questionnaire and every employee that they get to sit with fills out a questionnaire. And actually, we'll bring them in and have a little meeting in the conference room the morning that they're there. And we'll transparently say, look, we're going to look at your gifts, talents, and abilities. We honor and respect your your gifts, and we don't. We only want them here if they're if you're right for us, and we're right for you. And it's very transparent, and the employees love it. Or I think you guys do. You've been doing a great job of it, and uh, they're they're happy to make a recommendation or not on the employee. It's amazing. Yeah. So we so every, the prospective employee sits down with every employee in the office because they're the people who are going to have to work with this person, find out whether you have personality clashes, find out whether you have other issues, uh, find out whether they're, they will follow instructions, whether they really can operate a computer, how they are on the phone. So just, just proper mannerisms and behavior. Uh, and like I said, we pay them. And then at the end of the day, each employee is expected to answer with a paragraph uh, here's what I liked, here's what I didn't like, and here's what I recommend or I don't recommend that we hire this person. It's amazing. And and think about it. Your employees are going to work with this person. Let them have a say in it. It's powerful. Now, it hasn't been foolproof, but it's been pretty close to foolproof. I mean, it, it's it's pretty amazing uh, because you've got people that really care. They've got skin in the game because they're going to have to work with that person. And we won't hire somebody if everybody in the office says, no, 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 no. We're not hiring that person. Right. They're not a fit. Right. And so they have they really know they're going to impact somebody's life, so they want to make sure uh, that they're hiring the right person. Now, to the person that's coming in to be hired, it's a real benefit to them because they're not wasting time. They get paid for their day. Yes, they may have to take a day off of vacation to do it, but they're going to get paid for that day. And they're going to honestly get a good feel on us. And I'm sure there's been some people that said, yeah, it wasn't a good fit for me. I don't. I can't think of one that actually said that. I think we're pretty... St. John's a pretty decent place to work for. Might be. Might be. Might be. You're unbelievable. You're so few on words today. I just can't even take this. Most of the time, you can't get Robert to be quiet. What else do you want to say? Nothing. Unbelievable. Un- unbelievable. All right, listen. When, when The whole key to this whole hiring and Stop. being hired in a crisis. Like, no, no, I can't. It's, I'm, I'm doing we're my out role. Of time? Yeah, we're out of time. Oh, my gosh. What did you, you want to say? say something? Okay, now say What it. is it you enjoy? You love to interview. I you love to interview. love to interview. Why is it you love to interview? What is it about interviewing? I want to find the square peg that fits the square hole, and I don't want to fit a round peg in a round hole, and I love meeting new people, and I love helping them out, because if we can, we've had many people who have gone through the interview process that at the end of the interview, they knew that St. John's wasn't a good fit for them, and they knew where they should be going. We, we, we could, I don't know, we've got a, we've got a caller, it's Whoa. the end of the show. All right, we'll take a really quick caller on the, uh, let's see, welcome to the show. Kate, you got a quick question for us. Hello. Hi, Kate. Kate. You got a quick question Hi. for us? Yes, I have a quick question. If you have, oh, you're cutting in and out, Kate. I'm very sorry. 
You keep cutting in and out. I apologize, Kate. Maybe you can text us next time or call in after the show from a landline. But we got to move on. I apologize, Kate. You just I, I couldn't hear your question. Robert, one of the biggest keys to this whole process, we're trying to honor people in a Christ-like fashion to hire them and fit them into the right place. And we don't want it, we don't want it to go badly for anybody. So great discussion. We've run out of time. All right, tomorrow on tomorrow's I Work For Him show, uh, Martha and I will be talking with customer service author Professor Ron Johnson about customer service and a Christ-like perspective. The I Work For Him show is all about purposefully equipping vibrantly effective Christ followers in a workplace, and I want you to make sure you're a Christ follower. If you don't know what it means to follow Jesus, email me, jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iwork, the number four, him.com. If you want a copy of today's interview questions, you can also email me, jim at iworkforhim.com. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.